Hello, and welcome to ECNM On Air, a podcast series from ECNM Magazine that shares industry intelligence, insights, and opinions on all topics electrical. I'm your host, Ellen Parson, editor in chief of ECNM, and today we've got a special edition in honor of Father's Day coming up. I'm here with father and son duo Bruce Clodfelter Sr. and Bruce Clodfelter Jr., who both work at Rosenden Electric. So it's common for electrical work to run in families, we all know that, or to be passed down to the next generation. But this story puts a little twist on passing the torch. So let's jump right into their unique story. I'm going to refer to them as Bruce Sr. and Bruce Jr. Welcome today. We're really excited to have you on the podcast today and share your story. So I wanted to start with a little bit of, you know, a brief background on both of you, um, where you're from, how you got started in the electrical industry and your current role at Rosenden. So then we'll move on. You know, did you always know you wanted to work in this field or kind of how did this whole legacy come about? I'm Bruce Klotfelter Jr. here. Uh, Background for me is that I um, got started in the electrical industry uh, when I was about 15 years old, um, working as a summer helper, uh, actually working with my father here. Uh, It was just a good way to kind of work throughout the summer, work kind of full time, make a decent amount of money just to kind of get through school and and things that that I wanted to do at the time. Um, I do currently here work for Rosen Electric as uh, vice president of field operations. And as far as like getting into the industry here for myself, I I would say it was not something I actually had strived for and really thought, hey, this is what I want to do with my life back when I originally started when I was like 15 years old, all the way through high school. It was just something Mm -hmm. I was very used to doing. And Later on in life, after kind of serving in the military and getting back into how I wanted to pursue a career path, um, jump pretty much right back into the uh, electrical industry. Okay. I'm first Claude Filter Sr. I've been in the D.C. metro area all my life. Went to high school, never went to college. Worked at a gas station in you know, high school. Decided that wasn't going to take me anywhere. So I started contracting carpet installing carpet inside that was too hard and kind of boring (laughs) so Mm -hmm. i heard the electrical local 26 union was hiring so i went down applied and got a job there and the rest is history i never (laughs) really attended had plans in high school to be electrician i just always like tinkering with electronics and things like that okay so it wasn't really like so as far as bruce senior goes was there what kind of influences did you have growing up? Did that have an impact on what you were choosing or did you kind of just, sounds like, you know, that wasn't something drilled into your head the whole time. It was something you came upon and then um, realized that you liked it. I think the biggest influence was actually from my father. He was a teamster truck driver, which is a good trade. But he always told me to learn a skill, learn something you can fall back on, learn something you can sell, market, and, uh, that's what led me into electrical, really, or led me into doing something in the industry. So what kind of electrical work did you do starting out kind of and then moving into later years? Was it um, residential, commercial, electrical contracting, I assume? I started in the residential, doing houses, townhouses. I did that for a couple of years, moved over to the apprenticeship program, start as commercial work, worked on multiple types of jobs, office buildings, law firms, uh, courthouses. It was just a big variety of uh, stuff in the 
commercial world in the apprenticeship we transfer every six months so that was a good experience i got to see how other contractors did did their job how they operated uh how the company operated and when i came out of the apprenticeship i decided to go back with one contractor i went back with that contractor began to run work immediately and i stayed with them for 34 years okay wow so um your son then, uh, what kind of, was that obviously an influence on you growing up, seeing your father in that industry, um, but it wasn't something you immediately wanted to pursue? Uh, it definitely was an influence on me. You know, I kind of, so I, as a, as a child growing up, I, I never went without, you know, I always um, pretty much had anything I, I really needed seeing him, you know, it's, uh, and, and I guess as a, as a kid getting a chance to work with him and, and experiencing yeah things there it actually felt like you actually went and actually accomplished something um mm -hmm. at the, the day so uh, that was probably the initial biggest influence for me you know really kind of looking back into getting into the trade okay wonderful so the interesting part of the story um that we want to make sure we tell is that nearing retirement after working at the same company um for for his entire career your father um you quit your job at the age of 58 to work alongside um, your son, who is, as we know, Vice President of Field Operations at Rosenden. So can you tell everyone how this all came about and um, maybe what did you initially think about this plan? Well, my son came by my house one day and sat down out back <laughs> and wanted to talk. And I knew something on his mind and he just came right out and said, so uh, what do you think about coming over to Rosenden? Got an opening for you. Mm-hmm. I asked him if he needed a glass of water. Maybe the heat was getting to him or something. I, I couldn't tell, but uh, <laughs> I uh, I stirred around a little bit. Did make a decision at that time. Thought about it for about a week or so, and he came back to me and asked me again. It was very persistent that way, and uh, <laughs> I decided, yeah, why not? You know, you know, life begins at the end of the comfort zone, and why not try something different? Try something you know new. And I, and I was really looking forward to working alongside my son again in a different capacity. That's so neat. Um, so Bruce Jr., how did you get this idea, I guess, initially to recruit your father to Rosenden? And then what did it take to convince him? Uh, what was your strategy and motivation uh, maybe for suggesting this career change to him? So for me, that the idea came about one, you know, in the area in which uh, we're working here, you know, knowing that uh, we had a lot of young uh, individuals up and coming, I, I'd like to say, including myself with this, you know, mm -hmm. there's somebody I know personally that, you know, has huge amount of knowledge behind them, um, can, can influence, I've seen him throughout the, the years with the different projects he's been a part of being successful, influencing, helping groom other people to have uh, successful careers. Uh, and then I think also just seeing him, what I felt like where he was maybe, maybe stagnant at the time, mm -hmm. doing what he was doing with the previous contractor, because I'd worked with them as well, uh, and just wanted to pose it, hey, look, you know, there's a, there's a chance to, to change and, and maybe pursue some other things out there for the last part of your, your career. Definitely. That's such a neat, it's such a neat story and unique. So um, um, Bruce Sr., so what was it like? Tell us about what it was like once you started in your new role. So I guess what was your new role when you joined Rosenden? And then maybe what were the biggest um, differences from your previous position or challenges coming in, you know, as someone who's going to be working with the young people? 
I started with Rosenin as an area superintendent uh, and working with a lot of commercial work. Um, I guess the biggest difference between the company I've left and this one is the open dialogue with everyone. Um, mm -hmm. Very open to share information between different departments. Um, there's more paths to turn to in some ways to get answers and get support. It was a big learning curve for me because things are done a little different at every company. You know, electric, you turn, you know, mm -hmm. light is on, but it's, it's handled in a different way. So, Bruce Jr., once your dad came on board, um, what insight would you say he brought to the table as far as mentoring the younger generations? I mean, we know there's, for years, we've had this skilled labor shortage in this industry as well as many other the skilled trades. So, um, that's that's been there for some time. So it's really neat that you guys are trying to find new ways. This is kind of a unique way to try to, you know, help teach the younger generations to recruit people into the industry. What insight did he bring once he got in there as far as mentoring those younger people and what kind of skills and knowledge transfer? How did that take place? What, what I noticed when he came on board, I, I think, was just the overall knowledge and years of experience that he's had um, mm -hmm. just having that, that, that presence, but also I think the patience, I think sometimes that I know myself it has lacked at times um, mm -hmm. just that other perspective of, of pausing a moment, hearing maybe where some of these other people are coming from and then bringing that uh, experience back to the table of how he's maybe been through similar situations before, uh, similar experiences, whatever it may be, getting into the particulars of some of the means and methods of what maybe they should should be looking at uh, in that specific type of commercial environment uh, compared to maybe where a lot of them had more experiences uh, in other types of construction environments. And were they all receptive to, you know, someone, sometimes, you know, younger people, it works both ways. Like um, people are set in their ways and, you know, they have a certain way of doing things and maybe they don't translate that to the new people as well. Or maybe the new people are resistant to somebody who comes in and thinks they know how to do something. So did you have any of that or was it really smooth um, as far as that transition? I'd like to think for the most part, it was really smooth with the way that everybody really was receptive to things that you would bring mm -hmm. to the table. I think part of it, there's just something to be said about somebody that is coming in Yes, he's new to Rosenden, but he's definitely not new to the to the trade at all. And right. just when he would speak, I think people really realize that, hey, look, there's there's something I can gain from this here. There's right. there, there's some knowledge and experience that backs that knowledge as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so we've recently this kind of reminded me of an article we ran recently that got a really a lot of attention from our readers. Um, which kind of surprised me. I didn't think it would really resonate with them, but apparently it did because we got a lot of comments and the, the web traffic was very, very high on this. It was an article about basically a research study that was recently done um, that many employers are currently finding Gen Zers, which are, I, you know, the younger people who are in their mid-20s, mid, early to mid-20s, um, working with Gen Z difficult um, all or most of the time. Even 65% said that they're quicker to fire Gen Zers and those in the other cohort, 27% reported that they'd fired a Gen Zer within a month of starting, and one in three find Gen Z difficult and prefer to hire millennials. So I wanted to see if you all had any insight on that. Um, I personally haven't had any insight. I haven't had any experience with that. The, the people that I have worked that, with that are in that um, generation, those that is not the case at all. So I'm not sure, you know, if this research is valid. Or, um, but have you have you seen any, any trends in that way that maybe that 
group of people are more difficult to work with or are quicker to have issues, maybe get upset, not be able to get along with others? And if so, what do you think of that? For me, I think uh, actually getting a chance to seeing that article before as well, um, and what I've experienced here is I, I agree to, to some port, parts that they have in there where they talk about some of the lack of motivation uh, that you see with mm -hmm. the Gen Z. Um, but not so much, I don't agree necessarily with the technical skill side of stuff uh, for us, just because okay. a lot of times you get the younger people coming in, it's almost expected that the technical skills really aren't there. Um, mm -hmm. be learned as, to me, so long as there's some sort of motivation. Um, and then to me, kind of, if the motivation's there, the effort I feel will follow as well. I think I do see more of a gap between the Gen Z that uh, currently, like, say, the 18 to 21 year olds um, mm -hmm. versus the Gen Z that are over 21. I'm seeing a slight difference there. I am actually seeing a, a lot more of these younger individuals that are coming in more motivated in that 18 to 21 bracket than I do mm -hmm. maybe the back half. Okay, interesting. And then Bruce Sr., have you, um, do you have any comments on that as far as like you've worked with several different generations of workers and do you see a difference in those or do you think that's just, it depends on the person and this is all just, you know, maybe it's not valid that you can, you know, stereotype a whole generation, which doesn't really seem that realistic. I, I think it depends on the individual. I think, you know, when you bring them on board in whatever capacity, have you really given them a, the full insight of what's expected of them? And have you made them part of the team? I mean, some of these younger people have so much knowledge with them. Are you accepting their input or are you just, you know, are you stuck in your own way? Sometimes if, if, they, if they feel like they're, you know, their head's against the wall, I think it's an individual thing. So the next question would be to both of you. Um, what do you feel like the greatest benefits of collaborating with the different generation provides? And then maybe what are some of the, you already touched on this, um, Bruce Jr., uh, what are some of the obstacles and how do you overcome those? I think that um, just like my father mentioned here earlier, uh, I think keeping an open mind, um, I, I've tried to use that on jobs before, you know, everybody has something to bring to the table. Um, and if they truly feel like they're, that you're listening to them, a lot of times there's a fresh perspective to that. So trying to bring them in and actually listen to, to where they're at and where they're wanting to go. Mm -hmm. helps get the, get the buy-in uh, from people a lot to continue to move forward. Okay. If you shut them down immediately, uh, they're not as apt to listen or, or want to move forward. So you, we talked about this reverse mentoring situation and how that creates engagement. So, you know, as far as like, do you have any real world examples of, you know, on the job or just different types of things that, you know, maybe your father is teaching the younger people or what they, what are the, most beneficial things that they are getting from his knowledge, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. So I think the the for me the the maybe the real world examples of of where a lot of the younger generation has picked up from things like my father has brought on. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe you mentioned it a little bit earlier on is you know the patients where you know he's he's hearing where they're coming from, and I think that if you're getting that understanding of whether it's maybe just in general how they're planning their work. A lot of them have kind of a, a okay. an idea of how to actually plan out their tasks. A lot of these younger foremen, uh, lead, lead guys that we have out there. But mm -hmm. how well are they able to communicate uh, to make sure that that delivery, that they're actually being understood? So it's kind of like he's almost demonstrating by trying to really hear their plan out, hear maybe where they're coming from, where they're looking at going to, and then kind of okay. maybe in a, in a manner to where they're better explaining uh, to the people that they're trying to lead out on some of these projects, 
uh, to get the end result or end pro whatever the goal is of the day that we're trying to get done. Okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, that makes sense. So I, I'm interested in finding out um, from both of you, how has it been working together over the years and how has that evolved? So maybe, I mean, for example, Drew Sr., when your son was younger, working with him, how has that changed to now you're kind of working for him now in this new role? So um, how have things changed and maybe have some things stayed the same? Well, when he was uh, <laughs> younger, teens, he was a very hard worker. He was quiet for the most part. Didn't ask too many questions. Uh, later in life, you know, he's in mid twenties or so, and he knew where he wanted to be. And, and mm -hmm. at the time he was running, working, he was he would ask questions. He would listen and absorb things. Uh, very confident. He had a goal in mind at that point. He was going to get to that goal. Later on, I'd say in his 30s, he was very, very confident. You know, I'd say something and I got this old man, leave me alone. You know, it was, but he was, he was very absorbent with listening throughout his whole, I guess his whole career. Just as he mm -hmm. went along, he really focused on what he wanted to achieve. And, and in his mid twenties, he knew where he wanted to go and, and how far he wanted to go. And the sky was the limit. And later mm -hmm. on, at 38, I think it came to full board where, you know, I'm going to take this thing and run with it. And it's doing very well. So it's, we talked about this before. Obviously, it's no secret that the, the labor shortage that we have in this industry is very real. So I wondered if um, this is one really good example of how, what can we do as an industry to recruit and retain top talent going forward to, and to help bridge the hiring gap? So that, that's what you're doing here. If you're bringing in Bruce Senior to kind of, you know, teach the younger generation to bridge that gap. So what do you think we can do to appeal to the younger generation that's going to help, you know, fix this problem? Not that it can be fixed, but, you know, to try to make it better. To me, I, I think it's about getting for everybody, no matter where they're at, trying to f find some place where they can kind of get involved. Um, you know, we try to do a lot with some of the school systems, um, hiring fairs mm -hmm. or anything else. And it's really about just listening to where these people are at and explaining to them, because I think that sometimes it's more or less just this perception that they've had. Uh, and I, I want to say maybe an incorrect perception of what the constru uh, mm -hmm. construction industry can offer. And if you can get right. and actually have real life conversations with somebody and get to some type of personal level, they're, they're more apt to actually hear and listen to what what is offered out there and, and what it can be other than just right. billboard that goes up on a sign. Or, you know, That's such a good point. We have, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. We run a 30 under 30 section where we honor people in the industry who are doing innovative things every year. And one of the things I picked up on interviewing so many of those people is they often did not know about the electrical industry. They did not plan on entering it. They, you know, came upon it by chance and then they realized like, Hey, I really like this. They're, this is really challenging. I can really you know, succeed in this. And they weren't really familiar with it. So it's more of an education campaign. I think like you, you touched on that they don't really know what the possibilities are. And then when they find out, then, you know, it's something that they're like, oh, I, you know, why didn't I do this before? Yeah. And I've, I've found it even to be very interesting. That I'll say at some of the career fairs um, where I've actually had the opportunity to meet a lot of the parents, actually educating some of the parents even more so. Uh, where okay. you're kind of getting their eyes open that they just didn't realize the opportunities that were actually out there uh, for mm -hmm. 
for their kids um, because they had mm-hmm. perceptions themselves of, of what it was. And at a big firm like yours, you, you know, you hire everything from electricians to all kinds of different levels, engineers, you know, so there's so many different safety uh, directors. So there's so many different, you know, positions that people probably not are not even aware of that go on at these big electrical contracting firms. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're getting close to time. So I definitely wanted to close in honor of Father's Day. I wanted to uh, see if y'all had any um, insight or any any comments you wanted to give on what's the best piece of, a, of, of advice your dad ever gave you, first of all, and then vice versa. And then why did it stick with you? I, I would say for, for me, it's always been kind of throughout the years, even when I started, um, I don't think it was ever any one comment, probably until later on in, in life, but mm-hmm. it all added up and it was kind of paying attention to what's going on around you and setting a direction forward. At one point in time, we were sitting down, and I think this is right before I made my transition to to Rosen. And it's like, uh, you you know where you're at, and you know what's going on around you. If you like how things are going, you know, kind of keep that course. If you want mm-hmm. something to change, then then you must work towards it. You know, don't don't count on others just to recognize what you need and where you want to go, uh, or just right. what need to be made. Um, and for me, that's kind of how I think I've approached many things, um, and what kind of gives me a lot of the uh, fulfillment is uh, trying to help others see past maybe the limitations that others have, have put on them and not being able to see past the limitations that a lot of people have just placed on themselves. Right. And advocate for yourself. That's such a great point. Um, Bruce Senior, did, what kind of advice do you ever, do you have anything you remember that you received from your son that was impactful and why? Oh, there was never any one thing and I don't think he even realized the advice he gave me. It was listening to him give other people advice and then interact mm-hmm. throughout the career and giving me advice. He's always had the ability to give good advice. There's never been any particular one thing that stands out over a lot of the others. The fact, I guess, one of the biggest things is to stop and listen, listen more. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's helped me out in my career. It's helped me out over here at Rosenden to listen, to observe, uh, be a little patient. That's probably the biggest thing is to stop and listen, observe. But there's never been any real one big thing. It's just been always good advice. Well, it looks like we're about out of time. I want to thank you so much to Claude Pelters for sharing their insight, industry knowledge, and experience with us today in honor of Father's Day. What a wonderful story. I know our listeners are going to love this and will be inspired uh, by your relationship, your work relationship, your personal relationship. So just a wonderful story. And we really are lucky that you were able to share that with us. I'd also like to thank our senior associate editor, Ellie Coggins, and associate editor, Michael Morris, for editing and putting these podcasts together, making this valuable information available to all of our readers and listeners. For more information, visit our website at ecmweb.com. This podcast is produced by ECNM Magazine, part of the portfolio of Endeavor Business Media Publications. Well, I think that's it for now. I'm Ellen Parsons signing off of ECNM On Air. Please let me know if you have any podcast topics you'd like to listen to in the future. Thank you and have a great day and a great Father's Day.